like to pay a couple respects to the people that made me what I am today. It's all my love. It's all my love. The quiet mind. It's all my love. Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast, a podcast where expats discuss education, culture, and life on the Korean Peninsula. I'm Ryan. I'm here with Jack. Uh, Kevin's out this week, but that's all right. We're still going to get down to it. Uh, last week, we had left off talking about the changes in our work over the, what I guess we could call a vast amount of time that we've been teaching sure. here in Korea. Uh, 12 years for me and Kev and Jack, how long? Um, I, I guess it was uh, 15 years ago. Yeah, 2006 when I started teaching at the university level yeah. in Korea. So, yeah. so this we're, is, we're pretty, this pretty is similar. A lot though. has changed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in that way. So a lot has changed. A lot has changed during that time. And I think we will get back to that topic, but not this week. I think we should take a little more time and organize some more thoughts. I wanna, I wanna kind of spread that topic out to talk not only about the changes in our work in education, mm -hmm. but also just the changes in Korea. Oh, for sure. that's a yeah. much more interesting subject for, for listeners and uh, even for ourselves for discussion. Yeah. So this week, we're jumping to a new topic. Uh, we're gonna talk about the COVID situation which I'm surprised we have we didn't start with this. This is uh, I know it's really such, topical. so topical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, given the the date that we're doing this this podcast, where we kicked the ball. So um, let's let's start from the top with COVID. So, Jack, what was the COVID lockdown like in the early days? Like, yeah, what was um, like your first realization that things were different? Something was happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I felt I, I uh, remember the mayors uh, and, and I remember SARS too. SARS was in 2008. Uh, it kind of coincided with the, uh, the economic meltdown. And, uh, and then SARS, uh, SARS was more of a more of a uh, epidemic, I guess, in, in Asia. Did it did it did SARS reach all the way to the US? I, I, I don't remember. Um, I mean, at that time, I was doing the backpack around the world thing. Oh, okay. And I was kind of tuned out. I was in a lot yeah. of rural places. It wasn't, it really I, wasn't, uh, I, I didn't buy any masks or anything for SARS. I, I was just, you know, we were, everybody was just a little bit, um, we just had a little bit of a heightened sense that there was something going on, but it had, it wasn't very contagious. And so there were some people that were getting sick and, and they were taking some uh, precautions at the, at the airport, but it just didn't, uh, it, did, it didn't hit me until um, MERS or MERS, I don't know how they pronounce it, but that was the, the camel, the, the Middle East uh, uh, respiratory yeah. syndrome. Is that what it is? M-E-R-S, I think. What, what, year, what year was that? Oh man, what year was that? That must have been during, like, that was while I was 14? That was 15, 14, yeah, 13? Something like that. Something like that. And yeah. I remember uh, specifically going to Lotte Mart, the, the supermarket, and uh, it was empty. And that was weird because it was like a Saturday morning and we, I, we needed some groceries. And I had a mask on at that time, which was kind of a dramatic at the time. Like I, I wasn't a big mask wearer. So you, you were, so you were wearing a mask because of the virus. Yeah. Because of the, 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 Mer, the mayor's thing. And it was, again, it was like, this might, this might, uh, this might get a lot worse. So they were telling people to, to be prepared. And, and actually I remember there was a patient in a local hospital here in my, in my city. And so that got everybody kind of freaked out because we we wow. were like uh, I live in Kongtech and Kongtech was like had one of the only three patients uh, that had it and and they were in one of our hospitals down here so yeah. uh, so everybody was very uh, was was very sensitive to it and I just remember walking through the supermarket and feeling like I was in an episode of The Walking Dead or something you know one well, of these see, like, like for yeah. for me for me in Itaewon none none of that none okay. and. You, it wasn't like willful negligence or anything. I wasn't like, you know, an anti-masker from 2014, something like this. No, right, It literally right. just didn't, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't an issue. It was like, I think I caught it in the news. I saw it in the news and it was just a faraway issue to me. 
And I had some students talking about it. It was mentioned a couple of times that like, you know, you'd be at dinner and someone would be like, hey, maybe don't share the banchan. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it, was not, it, wasn't, it yeah. just wasn't a thing. No it didn't, it didn't land yeah. as hard. Yeah. No, but I, yeah. When, like, so in comparison to how that started, how would you compare that? Um, how would you compare the start of COVID? So the start of COVID, we, now we, our semester had just ended, I guess this is uh, the fall of 2019 semester, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, and then we're, and then we're coming the around uh, uh, to January, January of 2020. And I was actually pretty, pretty early on, I was like, oh boy, so, something is happening here. Um, this is not, uh, you know, this, this is not just, uh, this is not SARS, this is not MERS, this is, this is something a little bit more serious. And, uh, and, and I, I had a, uh, a camp that I always teach that I kind of had become part of my salary, like I kind of integrated it into my yearly salary. And I yeah, was like, sure. oh, man, we had a, we had a pre camp meeting. And uh, we all sat down and we talked. And then uh, that was the last time I saw that group of people since that day, since, you know, uh, since December of 2019. Wait, wait, wait. So, so did you cancel the camp, the winter camp? So they canceled the kids camp. It was a kids camp and they uh, canceled it in the city because of the because of coronavirus. And so and, and I, I had kind of called it. I, I sent a text message to a couple of friends of mine. I said, Hey guys, I, I got a bad feeling about the camp this uh, this winter, and uh, wow. they were like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Haven't you have you been watching the news? This 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 COVID nineteen thing is it looks like it might be serious." And uh, um, at that time, I I'd been, you know, my habit is just to watch CNN all the time, even though I hate CNN, but I just it's just on in my house, <laughs> kind of like a fridge buzz you know just a uh sure, sure. It's almost soothing or something but uh um and, and uh i i uh, I, I sent the message to these to the the guys that i that, that uh i usually teach the camp with and they they they, they said no nah, no nah, you're exaggerating or uh, I, I don't remember what they said but they they didn't they hadn't really heard anything and within a week it, the writing was on the wall it was like this is not uh you know this is not uh status normal here this things are are messed up and uh and then yeah, for, for yeah. me it was it was later it was like it was the two weeks out before class started mm -hmm. So oh was, wow! Uh, you must have been. Uh, you, you what were you doing in that? Yeah, I in feel meantime? like I got my head in, my head in the ground. Like maybe <laughs> maybe you know what's going on. I I never know what's going on. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? Oh no no no! I uh, um I I do pay I think too close attention to this kind of stuff like the the news in general. I I should just be living my life. Um, but uh, mm. I I I'm I'm a bit of a news junkie and a, a politics guy. So I'm I'm always kind of. In, invested in that sort of stuff online and so pretty early on in within january i was even like starting to uh stock up on masks so i had like a hundred masks just when you couldn't when you couldn't find a mask anywhere i had already i was an early adapter so i i, I kind of got in early and uh and and you know as as things progressed you know it's february to march um, I, I realized, oh man, I, we're going to be online this semester. And that was uh, kind of shocking because I've never, I, I you know, what are we going to do? I, I just, I had no wait, idea. Wait, 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 wait. That's, yeah. I that's skipped too far ahead. Really oh, yeah, yeah tell me, tell me. That's not quite how yeah. it unfolded, right? Because it wasn't, we, you and I, we weren't told. And as far as I know, I talked to some other friends at other universities at Yonsei, so that we weren't told and they weren't told you're going online for the semester. We were told you're going online for two weeks. Oh, right, right. So, you're right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So for myself, and I think for many, many other professors, uh, we just adapted like, what do you call it? Like stopgap measures, you know? Okay. okay, then I'm not going to do, you know, these quizzes and these activities. I'm not going to go over these lecture points because in two weeks, I'm coming back to campus. For me, it didn't really land until after the first two weeks. They pushed back another two weeks, and that's where I said, "No, we're never." This going is back. over. It's yeah. gonna be, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I might be rewriting history, you know, to, uh, in my mind, because actually going back that far, <laughs> it's, it's such, it's, it's, time is dilated in COVID. Do you know what I mean? Uh, a week oh, is man. Oh, a man. minute I or a month. I, I, I don't know. You know, it's just like everything yeah. just gets squished together. Um, it's a, it's a very, well, especially as teachers, right? Like as teachers, you know, being a teacher for over a decade, you base so much of your life on these uh, schedules. Like anybody mm -hmm. that's a contractor, if you're working on a project, that's how you organize time in your mind. You're not thinking about uh, months in the same way as someone who's working 365. So you're always thinking of time in terms of semesters. Like I can tell you what week it is in the semester. Always. Yeah. You know, I'm same with me like right now. We're entering the 16th week. It's like, yeah. So having having that um, that schedule still exists, even though we're online, but it's different because mm -hmm. I was able to preload a lot of my lessons. Um, yes. Many of my classes, I'm using uh, combinations of uh, even if I'm using Zoom, I'm not using it at the scheduled class time or I'm doing pre-recorded videos. You can load all those things on one day. You're mm -hmm. giving yourself bigger windows. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, a lot of Groundhog's Day. Yeah, you know what? Now that I think about started. it, in, in some of my early videos, it was like, um, hey, I hope to see you guys soon. And, you know, uh, it'll be just another week. And, uh, and then we'll be back in yes. the classroom. There, there was yeah. a lot of like, a lot of, uh, I think, hopefulness, uh, kind of among the whole population in general. Um, and, and I think in like, in my daughter's case, there was hope that this thing continues online. You know what I mean? Like they're, the kids were, this is exciting. You know, oh, it's, yeah. like a, it's like a, uh, uh, snow day every day, you know? Well, let, let's, let's break half. that down. Like, I mean, typically in this podcast, we want to stay talking about, you know, the positivity of our experiences in Korea. Cause I, I think that's something that needs to be more broadly discussed and promoted. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Versus like, it's just, there's so much crap talking about everything on, in life online. But I do want to go both sides on this issue. I want to talk about what was the, the best of this <clears throat> COVID experience in Korea for, for us. And what was the, what's the best and what's the worst? Mm -hmm. So we'll start with but, like, what's and, the worst? And I think the worst, that it's, a, it's universal. Like there's just no question now that among, I think teachers, even in the United States, that, that say, you know what, there's nothing that can replace in-class instruction. This idea that we can mm -hmm. somehow create a widget that's going to allow one great teacher to, you know, uh, reach, you know, thousands of students. No, it's, that we can go into this later, but this is, this goes back to basically the foundation of my, what I would say my teaching philosophy is that it's about social interaction. And then, and that's yeah. exactly what you're losing when you, yeah, you know, go I agree online. With all this. And that, especially yeah. language learning. I mean, social interaction is the key to, I think, success in a language classroom. I mean, there's a reason why, oh, you know, yeah. you can't just buy a dictionary oh, yeah. in another language and just, I'm going to start with A and then just uh, Abba to Zappa, you know, I'm going to uh, learn yeah. this language. It's, you I need the social. I had the, the, the first semester online, I had uh, the public speaking elective. So I taught two courses yeah. in public speaking and pub teaching public speaking on Zoom is a joke. I just because, did I mean, it. There's no, there's no pressure. You, you just, oh, you, you, you took it over. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I think I've done it. I did a writing class and I might've done it twice. I did it twice in the three semesters yeah. yeah yeah you just don't have you can practice making videos with a camera there's there's skills and things to be learned but you're not going this student is not going to be able to translate that directly to being on a, on a live stage in real time I, with an audience with that pressure and then all the the exercises around that all also are scrambled like where I would have normally students taking notes and giving feedback directly after, um, you know, joining the student on stage and then breaking down the performance, what happened. Mm -hmm. All of that was just such a shit show. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think that's probably the, the worst, but let's, again, let's bring it back to the positive. Yeah. What's the best? I, 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 What's the best? 
Well, I mean, I think the, the thing that I like, um, you know, I got to, I got to make a video and I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, um, I love it because I only have to upload one lecture to seven classes or eight classes or whatever. Of course, that's going to reduce your, your time and, and effort. Um, yeah. Because you're sending one, you're not going to make seven different lectures of the same lecture and send it to seven different classes. I mean, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. And so I kind of like the, I like that I got to refine my, uh, my lesson and kind of edit it and stuff like that. And uh, I, I used PowerPoint to record. So there's a function on PowerPoint where you can, there's a little box in the corner where they can see my face. And then I used a, okay. uh, a, uh, a stylus and I was able to write on the slides and kind of like a blackboard or okay. a whiteboard. And, uh, and I just went through and I, I taught my lessons um, the same way I would in the classroom, um, just using mm -hmm. the you know PowerPoint and picture files and um, uh, a stylus to, to make notes. And, uh, and I also, uh, I, you know, I used to have a, a YouTube video or sorry, a YouTube channel, a different YouTube channel, which was, I was going to uh, try to break into the uh, English uh, ESL uh, YouTube community. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I gave up after about seven videos, um, but I still had those videos and they're all nice little well-edited um, a video. So I was like, well, this is a great opportunity to share that with my students. I mean, I might as well just throw everything that I feel has yeah. any sort of usefulness or quality. I can just upload this. And, and I would never do this in my regular class because I wouldn't just make them sit and watch a video of me talking yeah. when I could talk to them in person. But in this case, I found those videos that I just had saved from a prior uh, endeavor ended up coming in really handy because they're all just like one yeah. little grammar point and they're very nice at the beginning of the semester. So I, I added that to, to my, uh, my repertoire of, of uh, videos that I uploaded. The, this is, I'm talking about the first semester of COVID where yeah. everybody's just figuring out how to use Zoom and how, I didn't even use Zoom the first semester. Yeah, that was for, for me initially, that was, quite, that was quite stressful. Like I'm, I'm always into like a new challenge, whatever um the canvas uh system that we use for uh it's been available prior to covid mm -hmm. and some professors had toyed with it in, in our office i had used it zero uh even like powerpoint like i don't use the av system in the classrooms i just don't mm -hmm. i do everything with the whiteboard marker or chalk like oh I'm just, wow i love okay. tech i love tech but when it comes yeah. to my teaching style it's just everything is just live tactile and you like so that. yeah it's just it's the yeah. way it just always worked for me i'm not like an advocate for it or anything like that it's just that's my style yeah uh yeah i've i've probably used like two powerpoints in 12 years that were given to me by somebody else and it was in my first semester ever teaching and it didn't go well like i wasn't able to anticipate things right or i don't know mm -hmm. anyway so when this happened and I had to take a deep dive into using the Canvas software website stuff. Um, it was a challenge for me, but I feel like now having done it for three semesters, I'm, I'm into blended learning now. Mm -hmm. I will always use that website system or a system like that uh, when we go back offline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's a ton of benefit to it. Um, yeah. So I, th I think that's def definitely been a, a positive experience for me. Well, that's so funny teacher. because I, I am a PowerPoint user. I, I, I don't use it a lot, but uh, I do have certain PowerPoints that I like and certain like websites that I like to visit that uh, uh, my students find useful pronunciation website. I use from the university of Iowa. They have this, this wonderful like app that shows the, are the points of articulation. It's as if you see it like it's a cartoon head split in half and you're looking at it from the profile oh, and okay. you can see all the places of articulation, where to put your tongue and everything. Sure. And uh, it's a really useful site. I might even put that website uh, in our this video just for the teachers out there. If you're teaching pronunciation, yeah. sometimes students are visual learners. They love to see things and, and it just clicks for them. Uh, I'm that way. Yeah. Um, but uh 
but but uh, when it came to grading and 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 uh, sc keeping scores, uh, taking you know writing down scores of exams and t and uh, homework and stuff like that, I've always been uh, paper. I put it in my attendance sheet. I love to see the number in there. Every you know scribble. I've, and I have this. It's basically my Bible. By the end of the semester, if I lose that, I'm screwed. Oh yeah, I, you know, I, like I that a folder for folder for every class, folder for every student. And if yeah, if that thing disappeared, I've had, I've had night, I've had nightmares. <laughs> yeah, like I wake up and just like okay, it's gone, and it. you're just like I'm done. I'm toast. You know, um, throw yeah. throw throw up. Uh, yeah. Throw, throw something in a map or a, a, you know, a piece of paper and that's your grades for the semester. Um, uh, so, so uh, but what I did, what I've done after from uh, going through this experience is I started using the e-class uh, function. I don't know if student, if it, our listeners out there know, uh, but uh, basically it's just a platform that allows you to input uh, when students watch a video, it just records it and gives you some, you can just, it has a lot of data about the students' activity on yeah. this platform. Is that Canvas? Is that the same thing? Or is this a different uh, a platform? Yeah, Canvas is the, you're talking about e-class and Canvas are the same. Oh, thing. okay. Then I did use e-class. I used Canvas a lot this uh, since COVID yeah, started. Yeah, see, so some yeah. some professors like, like you and I know, um, I won't name names, but I think there's probably about half our office had quite a bit of experience. But the other half, like myself, had like zero, but um, like I said, I went from none to now probably be an advocate. I will use it forever. The rest of my teaching days, I will always <laughs> uh, like students will send assignments through e-class. I will, uh, yeah, I, like, will I like the quick feedback they can get. Yes. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. But let's, know. let's, let's move on to talking a little bit more broadly about the experiences of, um, of COVID. So that was like the best and worst of the teaching experience. Yeah. But what about like the rest of being in Korea? So for myself, the worst of it, I really cannot complain. I can't complain at all. The, because my work was able to be done remotely, um, I don't, need to commute which means I don't need to be wearing a mask and I've gone you know I go out sometimes of course and yeah, sure. if I have to wear a mask for more than like two hours like I know it's not a popular conversation but it it's straight up like it's it just drives you crazy for me to breathe in a mask nobody wants nobody wants to say this but yeah, yeah it makes me nuts but I, I wear it because it's it's social responsibility and yeah. uh, for respect of everybody else around me but I really feel a lot of sympathy for people that have to do it eight hours a day because that's their job and they're out in public in their job. So I don't yeah. have anything really to complain about as far as socially, the best, it's been a really big benefit to me. It's, yeah. it's been uh, quite good being able to work remotely from home. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning, really quickly, when we started this conversation, this house, um, we took this, I think in November, just before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So this is a really old house. We had a lot of work to do on it. You know, we're painting yeah. and you know, a little bit of remodeling. And so I had all this time where I'm I'm at least based out of my house, which was great. And uh, as you know, I'm a runner. Yeah, so, and you don't strike me as a guy that likes to sit around all day. You, you you're not going to embrace yeah. the sedentary lifestyle the way I did. Well, kind of the opposite. <laughs> it, it's kind of fun it was kind of fun to have a schedule that was so flexible. Like I like running and running is the type of activity where you got to have some, uh, you have to a little bit of energy to get out the door and, and do it, but being on your own schedule, I'm just, I'm sleeping easily enough every night okay. because yeah. I just yeah. don't have those meetings and I feel for going running pretty much every day. So I live just next to Namsan, a mountain in the middle of Seoul. And it has this lovely path around the outside. If anybody's listening, if you are a barefoot runner, um, like I've been getting into barefoot running this season. Oh, wow. That's great. This is a great, yeah. this, is, this is a great city for barefoot running. Do you wear you a special think. sock type thing or do you just go like totally barefoot? I went, I began by going totally barefoot just as a, a way to try to fix my cadence and just body mechanics Start running on the balls so of your feet little, more like the way we're supposed yeah, to run yeah right? you know, yeah 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 so 
I started doing this in just little short distances. I would do like 500 meters. So I'd take off my shoes and socks, um, put them at like the front of the trail on Namsan. So it's this, again, for people that don't know Korea, this is like a double wide uh, paved road that goes around the mountain. Um, you can't, even bicycles are not allowed. So it's just walking and runners. And it's really wide. I mean, you could pass three cars. Oh, it's on paved it. and you're and, running on the pavement or do you run? Next oh, you haven't been up there. It's yeah, it's no. on the pavement. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. So it's yeah. groomed really well. You've got uh, like four kilometers on that path. And then the rest is the other half of the mountain, which is all on sidewalks coming back. So anyway, the point is I would go there, take my shoes off, leave them and then run out 500 meters, run back, put my shoes on and they're, there which is awesome because no one steals anything really <laughs> right right and the honesty of korea is, that is, is a benefit nice too yeah 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 my shoes are always there <laughs> um and i started running longer and longer so i uh i bought a pair of vibrams have you heard of these no but i think i, I know fingers. what they are. are they do they have toes uh they yeah they have toes it looks, toes, it looks like yeah. love for your foot yeah yeah and i i love i love these stupid things yeah so um i think Robin, yeah, but for uh, anybody that's yeah. interested in running korea is a when the air quality is good there's been some issues with that but um the just like the bike trails in here we'll do a whole episode on on the bike trails. oh i gotta hear this like yeah I, i'm i'm, I'm yeah pick your brain but just yeah. that pre preemptively or whatever as a preview um just like the trails on the mountain the they groom it so well that if you want to run barefoot you, it's not just like oh you won't step on glass it's like you won't even step on a twig they are out there every day sweeping with their little uh, unbroken yeah. yeah yeah they got little pinchers little, little pinchers like, and yeah. Yeah. yeah every cigarette butt <laughs> and yeah no, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, really pleasant. So yeah, so for me, the that's that's the the biggest benefit since COVID. I set a bunch of goals for distances and it's been it's just easy to keep up with it. I, I'll have a big challenge, I think, to keep my routines going once I get back. I, I think we are at the exact so convenient. opposite ends of the spectrum because I <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you it, start, it starts with a, it starts with a meme like uh you know i didn't i didn't like pick up cigarette smoking or anything like that but um i I, I was i was basically eating myself to death uh what what i what i i saw a meme on on uh, facebook i think my uncle posted it and it's like uh it says uh me during covid and then it shows a giraffe and someone photoshopped the giraffe to just be morbidly obese because no one's ever seen a morbidly obese giraffe but uh, I'm six eight. I guess I was the closest you'll come to seeing a morbidly obese uh, uh, <laughs> giraffe. Uh, I lo I lost the weight, but I I blew up, man. I just like started eating, and I what I did was I started baking. Like I had that. I oh, just yeah. I started getting into these like weird hobbies. I was like, all right, I'm gonna make. Uh, I'm just gonna make some. Uh, um, what, to, what what did I bake? I can't remember now. What uh, my daughter and I, it was something my daughter and I did together. So we made like a cake. And we're like, wow, we bake. Oh, a so cake. You're, not, you're not even doing like bread. You're going straight for like the sweet stuff. Like oh, yeah, fat, yeah, yeah. Pound cake. Pound yeah. cake. Yeah. I wonder why they call pound it pound cake. cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Kilogram that'll, cake. That'll yeah. Um, yeah. Well, at, yeah, the, that, at the that's beginning of something I think the whole world deal with. Oh, well, I, I think I, I talked to a couple other people and they, they were like, yeah, I started baking too. And I was like, man, why didn't I listen to yeah. Ryan and just go running? You know, that would have been <laughs> much better. That's what I ended up having to do to get uh, the pound cake off of, uh, you know, the, that weight that I, that I gained. Um, but I was, I was writing a couple of books for uh, now, when I say writing books, don't, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I wasn't writing like, uh, you know, the fifth installment of Harry Potter or, you know what I mean? I'm not a, yeah. I, I, I'm not a fiction writer. Um, I write textbooks, course books um, for, as a, uh, mainly a hobby i would say not uh it, you're never you're not going to get rich writing textbooks uh i can tell you that much i know for <laughs> sure um but uh but it but i was like um have writing on the side and teaching full-time was really taking a toll on me and all of a sudden i had all this time and it was like oh oh my god i got six months now to just finish these two books 
and all I have is time all day long. And so I would just sat on the oh, sofa yeah. and I had CNN in the background and it was all COVID all the time, you know, Chris Cuomo and all the CNN people. And I was just kind of ambiently listening to that and then just working on my book. And I ended up finishing those and it was very fulfilling. I was like, oh, wow, I made use of COVID. Like I, I did something yeah. productive, like you're running, you were like, you did something. And, uh, and when those were done, that's when I kind of was looking for something else and baking kind of became that in a very strange way. Cause I'm, yeah. I don't know, I'm, I, you, I, if you see me, you don't, I don't strike people as like a baker and a, and a chef. I'm not a, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think everybody's, everybody's hobbies kind of branched out a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Or, or you try to make, I like, I like the, how you said that, like you try to make the best of the situation and you know, you can, you can only spend so many, so many hours of the day feeling bad that you can't do the things you normally want to do. And there's only so many hours a day that you can't, you can spend feeling uh, sorry for other people. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to, to work with what you got. Like my girlfriend, as you know, is a fashion designer and uh, with COVID there was a massive turndown I think she saw it coming in advance. And mm -hmm. uh, also there was, you know, via me being American, she's was aware of the mask shortage. Remember, remember this in the beginning of oh, COVID yeah. in America, that was the big thing, hoarding masks. They, they had the FBI or whatever rated They really screwed that New up York badly. And, yeah. Yeah, I what was, a mess. So yeah. my family was struggling to get masks and, uh, that was just, that was kind of the narrative. She was aware of it uh, in Korea. Don't you remember? I don't know if it was like this in your area, but here in central Seoul, there was a limit. It was based on your birth year, your birth year. So I was born in 1978. Mm -hmm. So I think, I don't remember, but I think my day was either a Wednesday or a Thursday. And that means I can go to the pharmacy only on a Wednesday or Thursday. I mean, I go to pharmacy any day. I remember on that. On a Wednesday and Thursday, yep. it's my day to get a mask. And so they, they did, uh, what do you call that? Ration the yeah. masks. But we, nev we never needed them. So, because I always had um, extra. So I would just pick it up and then just give it to um, the little grandma that lives downstairs. Thing. Oh, nice. Oh, give okay. them away. Or even, on, even like on my way to, to go up to Namsan to go running, I, if it was my day, I would just go in there, grab it. And the first person I saw, I'd just be like, yo, because I've got a stockpile, which, yeah, which um, to, to the point of my story is what my girlfriend decided to do with her fashion company was to shift focus. So she making started masks. making masks. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So she started making washable masks that had the uh, filter inserts. Mm, okay. So she was able to get a vendor that got her the material. Man, that was it was successful. She was able to sell a bunch of these things, whatever. Yeah. Um, were they we kind of stylish to too? America, were they? Some, were they? Uh, of course. Of yeah. Course, you know that got a bit. That got th that stuff yeah. was brilliant. When I, I saw, them. oh yeah. man, when I saw people doing like uh, you know fashion masks and stuff like that, I was just I I I wish I had that initiative. You know, like the initiative yeah. of your girlfriend, who's just like. But I can do, there, there were still challenges. There, there were challenges with this. You would think it's so simple. She already has all the infrastructure, right? She's already yeah. designing clothes. She has her own stores and she's been selling for like over 10 years. Um, so she's, she's got all the factories, everything. It's easy peasy. Just lock in the designs, do a couple of tests uh, and mass produce it. It was not like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that. At least that part was pretty easy to get the basic masks made but the filter insert material mm -hmm. was tightly controlled. She struggled uh, to get access to it. Yes. Right. Yeah. And because that, that's like, that's like, that's PPE, one. right? It's, it's considered like PPE, like uh, personal yeah. protective equipment, right? Yeah. Um, so she mm -hmm. wanted to sell the masks um, on her, on her website in her store with a combo package. So you'd get some filters with it. So you got like 10 disposable filters with like each mask or something like this. And eventually did it. It was it was successful eventually, but it was mm -hmm. a pain in the butt. Uh, also, my family wanted masks, um, and some of my extended family. I think we ended up shipping 
maybe a thousand or something. I don't remember what the orders were. It's quite a few that we oh, shipped damn. internationally. Yeah. When you, yeah, when you, it is, oh, damn. When you think about the amount of cost it is for shipping, it yeah. was still worth it to my family in order to get those. Yeah. Um, and we struggled with customs, with the masks because of uh, the filter. Then we, we shipped some without the filter. Still struggled with customs because it was a mask. Yeah, it's like it's just a couple people of pieces of fabric because it's regulated. I, it's it, because it's considered uh, yeah. a med- med- medical equipment, even though it's you know it's just a mat. I mean, even though in America they were telling us just wrap a scarf around your face, you know, because they didn't have enough. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go into the whole uh, you know um, how how I think uh, you know Fauci lying to the American public in the early stages was actually a bad call. But uh, you know we don't have to relitigate all that yeah. stuff. But uh, um, I, I will I plenty will flip it. About that. <laughs> yeah, there, there are plenty of podcasts about that. Uh, yeah, is it uh, Trump's old Twitter feed? If you can find it, I'm sure it's probably oh, loaded God. with that. But um, you know the thing the, to to sw- flip it to the positive though, I did really feel like uh, now now this might come off as like obsequious or ass kissy or whatever, but I'm not. I really do feel like the Korean response was, was, uh, it was quick. They, it was the, the notifications, the, mm-hmm. the, just the alacrity with which they responded made me feel better. You know what I mean? Like there Absolutely. wasn't a, Absolutely. there wasn't an, an external, like there wasn't like any, uh, that I could tell from the news that I was watching, any kind of political internecine fighting or whatever, it was just mm-hmm. very. Um, they, you know, they might have been, they might have been a little tiny bit behind the eight ball, but everybody was because we just didn't know yeah. what we were dealing with. But they got the, on it they, so they just fast. Didn't have the, it, and it didn't have that, like you said, it didn't have that. Uh, it wasn't politicized, mm-hmm. and it's still. I mean. It was you a, probably a, find corners of it where it, where it is. I'm not I'm not that up on Korean. I don't politics, follow Korean politics either, so I, I wouldn't know. But, but yeah, but I found it really reassuring that um, in the early days they greenlit uh, multiple COVID tests uh, in order to try to find one that was the most accurate. So they basically just did live trials with the population, like they're just letting all those tests happen is the way I understood it. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you know, striking gold, getting one that works. And, and that was really just a, and such a massive yeah. testing program, like just the quantity yeah. of people that they were and able it, to test. Yeah. Was and it's fantastic. the drive through testing. Have you, yes. have you done the drive through testing? No, I haven't. I, I did mine. I find, uh, yeah. I, I didn't do yeah, the drive through. I found it yeah. so, I found it so reassuring. I did the drive through one and it wasn't truly drive through. You park your car and you had to walk through this tent. It was outdoor. It's a tent. Mm-hmm. There's. Oh, then there's I did that. That's what I did. Yeah. I went through a tent yeah. outside. They don't, yeah. they don't ask, they don't ask for ID. There's, there's no reason to feel anything about this, right? You don't have to be like, you know, my privacy. All you walk in, they give you a little ticket with a, with a handwritten number. Okay. That's your number. Okay. It was like, you know, 34, whatever. I think I walked into this tent and out in under 120 seconds. Oh, wow. And okay. so I walk yeah. in with my ticket. They say, write down your phone number or any way you want to be contacted. So it could be anybody's phone number. Again, this is no identifying information. They're not trying to collect that. Uh, so I write down my phone number. I walk up to the little booth. So it's like a little, uh, I don't know. Like a little it's trailer. like a Pojang Machan. Pops out like, the window. Yeah. Yeah, like this. I got kind of like Wizard of Oz or something. Pops out the window, you know. <laughs> and you know they screw the thing up my nose and they stick it in the tube, and they send me a text message within the next twenty four hours with the yeah. results. You can you can do it every day if you wanted to. I know. You know it's free. It was well, like zero effort. I I didn't do. Yeah, yeah, I, I never left the house. Like I I did, I, ne- I only got tested once, and I don't, the time I got tested was when they did a mandate that all foreigners have to get a test, and I think Seoul squashed that at a certain point. They were like, yeah, I, I didn't do it. It at got quashed, but but I was nervous. I was like, well, what about Youngi? Uh, you know, I, I hadn't heard that we were okay if we don't do it, so I just went, all right, I haven't had a test yet. I might as well just go, 
and wait in line. And I waited in line, socially distanced and uh, wearing a mask. And, uh, and, and it was pretty, pretty quick and it was pretty painless. Was and it I, out? It was outdoor. Temp it was outdoor. That's right. I went to a hospital where yeah. I actually brought my daughter to get vaccinated, not, uh, not for COVID, but her, you know, her, her regular vaccinations. And, uh, it was outside of that hospital and, uh, you know, it was very efficient, you know, Korean style, <laughs> just, it moved mm. very efficiently. And uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't have a grudge about it, you know, I didn't, I didn't make it a, um, I know that some people may politicize that issue a little bit in, in Korea, you know, it's not fair that only foreigners have to go and do this. And uh, um, I kind of understood that, uh, you know, who is most likely to have been outside of the country in, you know, recent uh, days or months or weeks or whatever. And so I figured, yeah, okay. there's different ways to, there's different ways to look at these issues. Yeah. And I, I, I can definitely see both sides. I tend to not take, not take a position on it because I don't see the benefits to doing so. Like when, I mean, this is again, maybe this is another conversation, but well, it's relative. When I first came to Korea, you know, you have to do a medical check. We still do medical check. What is it, every two years, every year? Uh, every two I years, I think you have to get the, uh, the physical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I like doing the full physical because I love, I mean, okay. So for people that don't know, as a teacher, every two years, I get to go to the hospital. I'm, I have to go. Otherwise they like dock my pay or yeah, they they'll can find be worse than that. You'll get a fine. So I go to the hospital. This is all free. And you you strip down you put on a robe a little slippers and they take you through the paces yeah and you get everything checked everything they take blood they dental yeah. vision audio they take blood urinalysis yeah. everything and uh your blood pressure it's it's like it's like getting a checkup at the doctor but like a little bit amped up and and did you know this jack at 40 you can ask you can ask oh you can ask for extra services many of them are free Oh really? I didn't know so, that. I would love to at, get at like a car. I, I want to get a, like the heart, you know, checkup. I I I have you know. Uh, oh, if you want to do like yeah, if if you want to do um, well they do chest X-ray. That's default. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to do like VO2 max. Um, oh really? Like running oh. the treadmill with the with the yeah. oxygen. Yeah. I think that might have been like five bucks. The. Okay. Yeah, and if you want to do, uh, they do colonoscopy. Endos endoscopy is that the right pronunciation? Well, the endoscopy is is mandatory <laughs> after forty. So, have you not yeah, oh, had that yet? Mandatory. What's that? Yeah, I had it. Okay, I had it. Yeah, the one down your yeah. throat is. I, I got the uh, the throat one. I've done that twice, and that that is not uh, what I would call a good time. That that's my most dreaded you did, you did moment of that. Uh, I I did it conscious both times uh, I, I i went under for did it. did you go under because i was oh like, it's I, was, I was doing colonoscopy at the same time and i was just like <laughs> that you paid for though i think i paid like 100 bucks or something to get to get the anesthesiologist i yeah i haven't done the uh I, I haven't done the rear admiral yet but uh the <laughs> <laughs> i did the uh good time yeah oh boy uh, you know it's getting but, i'm but getting the to point those. i was gonna make yeah. was yeah. The, wasn't just about the the advantages of it I know a lot of foreigners that were upset because one of the tests they were doing was HIV test. And yes. it's like, hey, why, are, why don't the Koreans have to take an HIV test if you're working alongside a Korean? So for a lot of, a lot of people like us, you know, we work with Koreans. They don't have to have an HIV test, but I do. That seems a little- That you know, blew up at the time, right before you came here, before you started, uh, that blew up. And I knew the person who was kind of the- catalyst for that um but i'm not oh, gonna no i don't want to name any names or anything but i know that 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 was uh that was an issue uh for this person and uh and there were some it made international news i went all the way to uh i think it actually hit uh cnn uh international edition um because of the um i guess they were saying there was a racist component there you know why why would we be only the only ones susceptible to that virus um why not test everybody and yeah. uh 
but I was, you know, at the time, I it what it didn't apply to me because I was an F five visa holder. I was married at the time, so I I was kind of yeah. grandfathered into, um, and so, um, I, you could call me a, a coward. I, I'll accept that, you know, um, but I I I stayed. I was uh, Switzerland mm. on that one. You know what I mean? I was like, I, I still, I still I would be. I, I'm myself. not gonna even. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna apologize for it. Like, you got to pick your battles. And like, mm-hmm. for me on that issue, there was a lot of people. You know, it'd be a popular topic around dinner. People talking about stuff like this, um, or just like you know, more recently, how foreigners need to get the COVID test. Um, there was one of our coworkers sent out a group email. Um, raging about it to like sign a petition or whatever you know mm-hmm. you know yeah i guess i would sign a petition fine um i'm gonna waste my time picketing i don't think so because honestly i do want to know that i'm healthy <laughs> yeah right and maybe that's a naive yeah. way to look at it but like yeah. i don't mind taking the test like when um one of my favorite parts of doing the full physical is the counseling section where you get to sit down one-on-one with the doctor and they just ask you about your habits um they ask you, you know, you know, things that kind of go beyond you, what you might have talked about if you're at like the doctor with, um, you know, if I blew up my knee running. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I go to the doctor and that's a one-time event, but then maybe I don't go back to the doctor as I'm recuperating. I get to talk to the, the counselor about that and be like, yeah, it took me about a month to come back or something. Okay. This isn't an event that happens, but like, you know, <laughs> I can, I can talk yeah. about, you know, where I'm at, uh, you know, physically they'll ask you, I don't know. I, I like taking care of my health. It's fun. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not afraid of doctors collecting data on me because I want yeah. that. I've always had that since I was a kid. I mean, doctors collect data. I don't, I have, people have I've, mixed opinions. So. I have no qualms with the two. I, I'm glad they offer this. <laughs> and this is not a, this is not a foreigner thing. This is a Korean thing. They, this is part of their healthcare yeah. system is that they, it's preventative care. I mean, what a wild idea for an American, you know, like, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> yeah. the government says we can save billions and billions of dollars by just offering people early tests so that we can catch this stuff early, get you on some, mm-hmm. you know, whatever blood pressure medication or get your cholesterol down, give you some, you know, yeah. help or whatever. And, uh, you know, see, see what your liver enzymes are and all this sort of stuff. Absolutely. That stuff yeah. is so I'm important. A, I'm a it's super like, fan of this kind of thing. I, I, I am too, because I think I take people take better, much better care of their cars than they do of their own bodies. You know what I mean? You wouldn't just not take your car to the, to the auto repair shop for 10 or 15 years, you know, just like, uh, the check <laughs> engine light's been on for about three years, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. You would never treat your car like that, but we treat our bodies like just total shit, you know? Um, <laughs> we just, and I, to yeah. going to the doctor is going to the auto repair shop, as far as I'm concerned. It's getting a checkup is, you know, yeah. they're kicking the and tires. Especially and, when the, when the systems know. are so, they're so easy compared to the systems that I had experienced coming out of like Chicago. The mm. event of going to the doctor, um, I can now, um, uh, okay. So I did blow up my knee many years ago and I was on crutches for about a month. You might, I don't know. I may you didn't see me during this time. No, I, I, did, I, I never heard that on my crutches. Yeah. So I, I, it was from running. It was, uh, whatever. Um, so oh. during this time of recuperation, I had to go to the doctor often. So I just get like, I was just get, checking in like every 10 days, uh, per his request. Okay, so orig- even that alone in America would be pretty uncommon unless mm-hmm. I was like some athlete or something. But after that, we built a relationship. So he's kind of like my buddy. I don't even make, I don't make reservations for the doctor. I just go. And oh, yeah, I yeah. Up, I usually do too. Like, but I don't have a buddy though yeah. like you do. But yeah, I know what you're talking but about. Yeah, it's like maybe there's five or six people max- maximum in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. And he'll just slip me in in between. I'll just like, he'll tell me about his golf score and I'll tell him about like my bike trips and stuff. And we just yeah. shoot the shit, have a cup of coffee. If I'm, in, if I'm in the hood, you know. But that type of, uh, of behavior, I just wouldn't do in Chicago or like doing like this full checkup that's in Korea every two years that we have to do. It's so thorough. It's maybe it sounds like to many listeners, like this is some big process. 
man, I'm in and out in 25 minutes. Oh, they've got it streamlined. Yeah. The, the longest yeah, thing is that like is the uh, soft, what do you call that one? I forgot. I forgot. Endoscopy. That's the, that's the, oh, right. That's the only one that really just takes some time, but. But it's also the yeah. shortest if you go with, you know, if you knock yourself out. Oh, right, right. If you take <laughs> so the, like, if you take the drugs. It's, it's like zero. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm that's, straight that's edge, a so I don't believe in drugs. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, I yeah. think it was 50 bucks extra. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like, just, let's just get this over with. And I can no, just, just stand up and get out of there. Uh, yeah, I went for it and yeah. it feels weird. It is not, uh, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's I, it's hard to, yeah. to describe, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I sorry. Was, I was I, not I, about it. Yeah. No, anyway, it was just, it was kind of a digression, but I thought it was a fun one um, talking about just the, we, we, we brought this up in a previous episode, talking about healthcare in general in Korea, and it does relate to COVID. So I think it is like cool that we included it. Well, I, let me digress like the, a little bit further because we're, you're telling war hmm. stories. I, uh, I ruptured a disc in my back in 2005, I think it was. Uh, and this was, I was working at a hogwan. And I, I hurt my back so badly. Um, uh, I don't know if you know, like, uh, you, well, you, you're a biology guy, so you probably know what a ruptured a herniated disc is. A herniated disc is yeah, where between the two, uh, uh, I forget what you call those, the, uh, I guess it's the bone part of the spine. And then in between, there are these like uh, kind of spongy um, the discs that go in between the vertebrae. Sorry, the vertebrae is the bone. And then there are discs. And that disc provides a kind of... Uh, a cushion for the vertebrae and what happened was i blew it out and so the 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 fluid inside of the disc was leaking out and so now now i don't and, and pushing against my uh sciatic nerve and so i was getting shooting leg pain and uh i could only walk in an l shape my head is here and my legs are here. And if th those who are oh, listening man. to the podcast, I was basically hunched over. So I went to the doctor at the, I went to Severance Hospital, the, uh, the best hospital, right? The, the Yonsei Hospital. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, sure. and she goes, well, you have a stomach ache? And I was like, I wish, you know, I can't stand <laughs> up straight right now without uh, my knees buckling and collapsing on the floor. And uh, anyway, long story short, they were like, uh, that's going to be $10,000. And I was like, yep, I don't have $10,000. So I went to my local hospital and ended up being, that guy was the head of orthopedics. He was teaching at like, I think Seoul National University or something. And, but he owned the little hospital, but he was one of the best back doctors in Korea. And so he did my surgery. So I had the surgery uh, while working at a hagwon, which is really weird because hagwons are not known for being very sympathetic. Like I've heard stories of someone who got cancer and they fired them. It's like, you yeah, know, you gotta, like you gotta go home and take care of that because we're, we're not able to, uh, you know, and yeah. that's pretty cold. Uh, my, my school was, this is how crazy I was. I think I had the surgery on a Wednesday and I was back at work on Monday. And I had wow. back surgery where they, they cut it out, took out the, 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 the uh, excess part of the disc and, uh, and sewed me back up and put me in a, a, a room and I was by myself. And that's another thing I learned about Korea is that nurses only administer the very bare minimum, like shots and things like that. But in America, a nurse will kind of take care you know like fluff your pillow for you or whatever here yeah they I'm don't do bit. any of that stuff it's your family that does it i didn't have any family right. so basically oh, i remember man. they came in with my meal and they dropped it on the bed next to me and i was in a, a room by myself and i couldn't reach the the meal so i had to grab this like pole and i hooked it over the bed and i pulled the bed where the food was next to my bed and I was <laughs> that's how I was eating and they had a coin operated television so you put in an obeguan and you get 30 minutes where of the TV. heck did you go <laughs> I you had to pay for the tv I had to pay wow. I had I had to every time somebody came to visit me I was like can you throw in about uh three dollars of, of change I want to watch some uh <laughs> some tv and uh I remember when they wheeled me in to that uh 
that operating room and it was it was a minimalist hospital i mean kind of gray concrete walls and some lights and i was like holy shit this this could be the end of my journey you know like i stranger (laughs) things have happened you know i've had a good run but i i feel like i have more to offer i'm 27 years old you know it's not over for me yet uh i woke up i wonder i wonder how much of that like experience has really changed like and that's maybe that's what we can talk about next week again talking about like you know um where we were going to segue from last week to this week but i'm skipping over it no problem. but like how things have changed like it's like that that example where you're talking about, like in the hospital mm-hmm. um my experiences with any type of hospital stuff was many 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 years after uh you you're talking 2005 this is 2005 right? yeah this is way way yeah back. so yeah. for me it was like 2014 2015 2014 um so almost 10 years later and I went to, our university has a hospital, a mm-hmm. very famous hospital here in, in the city. So naturally I just, I went there. And when I went there, the first thing they they offered to me was a, a guide. It was optional. I could say no thanks, yeah. but her job was to provide um, not just translation, that's what I thought at first. I thought she was like just for translation and my Korean still sucks, but I can speak enough to handle, you know, what I needed to do. Yeah. So I just wanted to shrug her off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't need you today, whatever. And, um, and I was going to be there all day. And she, she explained to me, she's like, no, um, I'm not here just for translation. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of like your buddy. I'm your handler basically, um, you know, that's yeah. But when it came to like, like having someone at bedside, she, she was there. And oh, I that's think great. the yeah. reason, I think the reason she exists is not for the translation service. I think it was because I was a foreigner, maybe also because I was a professor at Jungde, but they assumed I didn't have family that's going to be joining me. Yeah. So that, that, that's the role that she was, and I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. So this I was my first experience. Same, yeah. So I, didn't, I didn't quite get why I need a buddy. Like I didn't quite understand that the nurses aren't going to be doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I met her again. I met her again to come full circle. I met her again when I went to do the colonoscopy. And um, <laughs> I hope you lied about the procedure. You're like, oh, they're, they're taking some blood. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, she was in the room when they pushed the plunger to knock me out. Oh, so okay. you know, they got you hooked up to the yeah, yeah, yeah. to the IV and and they look at me and the last thing I remember is her laughing. That's all I remember. I, I don't even remember the, the thumb. <laughs> I remember looking at the thumb on top of the plunger going down with the drugs. Yeah. And I remember her like laughing and it was just like bam. And I'm in a different room. It's a different hour. Like yeah. How yeah. how weird is yeah, anesthesia just like as an aside here, I'm sorry, but uh it mm. is not like sleep. I to me, no. anesthesia is like you're death. awake. You're awake like, when you come back. Yeah. yeah. And you're awake when you come back. You're just like, it's yeah. like I you just I don't, disappeared you don't for... or anything. Yeah. It's just like suddenly someone changed the scene. Yeah. Oh man, I, we could do a whole episode on how tripped out it is. It was my only experience ever going under. Oh, I, I've, I've been under many, many times. People. Like okay. Yeah. Any of my friends or family listening to this is like, oh, Ryan's talking about when he got his butt probed again. It's like another one of those stories. Because I, I it's the only time I've, I've ever had that experience. And, well, uh, I'm I'm going under for that yeah. one. I I'm I'm not. Uh, I, I there's only an ex, there's only so far I I, I can uh, you know uh, withstand. Only so much torture I can withstand, and I think the uh, endoscopy is yeah. the end of it there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the end um, of it. I know. think I think <laughs> Sorry, yeah. we can we can wrap on that note. Is that, is yeah. that the end of the episode? We're talking about butts now. I think that's pretty much it. What did we it's, miss? There was a couple of like points that I had isolated from uh, our collection. Of, I feel like I just of, I just uh, steered us off the cliff when it came to COVID. But you know, nah, I think Kevin, you know, fun. might might have some uh, some input when it comes to COVID. Um, well, we can bring the topic back. Yeah, we can resurrect yeah. this one. I think next week if we if we need to, um, or at least partially. Yeah, there's. Um, I'm trying to think of some things that we had left off on. Oh. One thing I did want to talk about a little bit was uh, COVID and travel as travel is like an essential part of mm. our lifestyles. Um, again, when Kevin comes back, maybe we can uh, tie a little bit of this into the next discussion. Um, yeah. 
he can give us like his thoughts. He can review this because that's a big detail, uh, especially for a lot of listeners that are wondering about the lifestyle of working as a teacher or a professor expat in Korea, um, having four months where you don't have to work, having three day weekends. It means that you do a lot of travel and COVID well, it completely jettisoned all of it. <laughs> so, well, that's the, uh, and, that, and that hit you guys so much harder than me because I'm not a, I, I never really consider myself a traveler. I've always considered myself like, a, I don't know how to, what, what adjective to use to describe it, but a liver, I guess. Like I, not a liver, the body part, sorry. Like uh, life, uh, I, I'm, I'm a settler, well, you know, like I settle in yeah. and then I stay put, but I'm in this different country, yeah. but I never, I don't travel that much at all. Um, but you've got you're doing you're doing yeah. a family thing too, which Kevin exactly and I are not right. Um, but anyway, that that's still something that uh, maybe Kevin can make some more comments on. And then the other thing that was left, the only other thing that was left, because we covered everything else, was the stimulus checks. Um, oh yeah. So as probably many of our listeners are not Korean, maybe who knows? Uh, <laughs> you probably got stimulus. <laughs> We've checks, got so a American. Yeah. I got stimulus checks. Yeah. And uh, Koreans also got stimulus checks, but as an American living here, we did not get a Korean stimulus check, which- uh, Oh, in Gyeonggi, I did. I got a card. I you did got a get some, I got some stimulus. Yeah, they- uh, son of a bitch. I know, I know, I'm a <laughs> bastard. I, uh, I'm still waiting for, I, last week I was talking, you asked me about culture shock and I was like, stimulus, stimulus. I think I, the word I was meant to say is stimuli. Too much stimuli, right? Isn't that the, uh, if I'm being a grammar Nazi, there's a well, lot of stimuli, the plural, the plural, right? the plural of stimulus. But uh, I think yeah. I have the, the, the word <laughs> stimulus is like stuck in my head right now because oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for like some uh, uh, number two and, and number three. So uh, yeah, I, I'm. You know. I, wasn't, I wasn't aware that you, you managed to get it. So did you get it because you're married? Because of your visa? Because <sighs> you own property? Like your situation I, is very different from me. Right. I know. I think that, that uh, I think it was a Gyeonggi. It was, a, uh, it was not a soul thing. It was a Gyeonggi thing. And those of us who are uh, foreigners, uh, now, whether the e-visa people were eligible, it might have been for those of us who are on F-visas. And I'm not sure because I was just kind of going uh, as per the uh, direction of my wife. You know, she's like, you need to go to this office. We're going to fill out some paperwork and they're going to give you a little blue card. And it's the very limited, like where you can spend that money. It has to be in small businesses. So oh, you can yeah, only use like it around pilot program for universal basic income they're doing out in, um, in Gangwondo. Yes, right. exactly. And, and it's, it, and it really worked. Like it really stimulates the economy because like I said, we, uh, my wife has a coffee shop uh, and we noticed that during that post stimulus period, we were selling more than we are now. And I, the only thing I can really attribute it to is that I think when people had the stimulus checks or stimulus cards, they were just much more likely to just buy a cup of coffee to buy a, yeah, donut. So a little bit more going around yeah, yeah and it was just kind of aimed at like small businesses and and in the community and and uh yeah it's a, it was a good program it was like a hundred bucks i think it wasn't like uh uh it wasn't the size of like the the stimulus checks that were coming from america yeah not um like the thousands but yeah but yeah. There, yeah also the like the universal basic income thing going on in um in Gangwondo or wherever it's happening in different places maybe I think I know for sure it's out there they like you said it's you get a an account you can only spend it in certain places um so for a lot of the local markets which is one of the best things in Korea I, know. I love the Shijang scene yeah um I live right in Huam Shijang right right here in the market we have ours down in Pyeongtaek um, the Tongbuk she's yeah I'm all about yeah. supporting and saving that that element of of the you know that of the tapestry here it's just yeah it's and so as a person awesome. that likes to cook you like going straight yeah. farm to table man you know like these are oh, the people yeah so yeah. yeah like all your veggies and everything you can yeah 
another episode. So we did talk about the stimulus. Good. <laughs> Done. So um, we'll, when Kevin gets back, we'll tell him he's got to review this and then give us his two cents on the COVID and travel thing. I guess that'll be yeah. mine as well. You might be you might be emceeing this one because you're um, not traveling traditionally as much. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be a good one for me to emcee. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll 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 put some together yeah. so I can I because I I I love to live vicariously through you uh, through you guys who uh, who who go out and see the world uh, more than I do. Um, yeah, but yeah. next next week let's also we'll just we'll tie that up a little bit. But next week let's also get back to talking about the changes because I think that's such mm. a great subject and I. I think um, we have a lot to talk about, about what has changed in the last 12 or 15 years here, not just- Even 20 years, like when I first came to Korea versus now is just- 20 uh, years. Yeah, 20 years, man. Um, It's Uh, it's profound, uh, the changes. It's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I'd love to- We'll we'll dig into into that. that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get there next week, so. yeah. So again, that's it for tonight. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it right this time. Don't, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, hit the like button on the videos too. And if you're listening to the podcast, you can find us on all the major platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon music, um, Spotify, uh, Pandora, things. Spotify, yeah. we on Spotify too. Pandora. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. 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 Check that so. out. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as I said in the intro here, um, I'm collecting kind of questions that I make or Jack makes, Kevin's makes, friends make, and you make. So if you have any questions uh, specifically that you'd like us to talk about, topic you want us to dig into, um, send it. I'll I'll make Uh, this promise. If you send us a letter, an email, I will read it uh, on the show. Uh, Is that too too big of a promise? I don't, go ahead yeah, I come come after us whatever you know like we'll we're, we're big the, boys we're in the early days we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of traffic yet so i think that's good we can handle it we can handle yeah it. yeah yeah so yeah whatever you whatever you guys want to want to say um yeah shoot us some topics uh our email again is the soul patch at gmail.com don't forget the soul patch soul as in the city s-e-o-u-l uh and that's it so take care and we'll see you at the patch all right next week thanks everybody i like to pay a couple respects to the people that made me what i am today nothing here it's all my love it's all my love the quiet man it's all my love it's all my love dopamine jim it's all my love Cause all my love, cause all my love, hey Bobby, let the bass go.